Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the greater Greenville area of South Carolina, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes as always. Please, just a reminder, if you love this show, or if you just like it, please go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you don't miss any future episodes on whatever podcast app that you like. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating. Uh, click to leave a short little review. I'd appreciate any of those things that you guys can do to show your support for the show. Um, today, we're going to do a hopefully quick little episode on mobile homes. There are a lot of misconceptions about mobile homes. Um, and I, I do want to clarify, we're not going to really be talking about mobile home parks. Um, this is going to be specifically an episode about mobile homes that are used as a single family residence, people that are purchasing a mobile home that they intend uh, to live in. And potentially, it could apply to people that purchase a single mobile home uh, to live in, and then they convert to a rental as well. Um, that that certainly can apply as well, although that is a little bit lesser of less. We don't see that happen very often. Let me say it that way. Most people are more focused on mobile home parks if they're planning to rent out a mobile home. Uh, but the primary thing that I want to discuss with regard to mobile homes is there is a statement that you hear people make all the time, and it's a statement that has some truth, but is also a little bit misleading. It doesn't tell the full truth. And the statement is that mobile homes do not appreciate in value. They don't go up in value. In fact, I've heard the flip side, mobile homes go down in value. They depreciate in value. Now, why is that the case? Why do people say that? Well, it stems from the or how a mobile home originates. Um, a mobile home technically begins as a motor vehicle when it's first built. Um, it actually has wheels, tires, all of that, and it comes with a title from the DMV. So for legal purposes and a lot of practical purposes, it is considered to be a motor vehicle. Um, and we all know that vehicles do depreciate in value, right? If you buy a car, you know, I'm, I'm about to uh, purchase a vehicle, hopefully soon. But I'm waiting for a while for it to, to uh, get built and all of that uh, because I'm buying something new. Uh, because there's like no used vehicle inventory out there. Um, but if you purchase a vehicle, you get a bunch of wear and tear on it. You're going to sell it years later for much less than what you paid for it. That is just the way it works. So I'm gonna be selling the vehicle that I'm currently driving. And when I sell it, I'm gonna get much less for it than what I purchased it for. That We all know that that's how it works. Well, mobile homes start out as motor vehicles, and so they're subject to a little bit of that. But unlike traditional vehicles, mobile homes have the option of being permanently attached to land. And so, and that's usually what people do, right? They don't usually keep them on the wheels and drive them around everywhere. If you're, if you want to do something like that, it's much more convenient to purchase an RV, particularly double-wide mobile homes. I mean, those things are massive, and and you're not even allowed to to drive those on every major highway. Um, so it, it's much easier if you're gonna stay mobile. Just get an RV. We all know that. That's obvious. But when a mobile home has been permanently attached to land, it doesn't have the same kind of normal wear and tear that 
most motor vehicles have, the wear and tear to engines and transmissions and control arms and shocks, tires, all of these different things. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. We'll come back to that here in a second. Um, now, let me just explain, because I, I have a very wide audience here, and it, it might not be particularly clear like how all this works in terms of uh, getting a mobile home to be converted from a motor vehicle into a not motor vehicle. So I'm just going to take a moment to explain this. To put the mobile home on land, you obviously have to take it off the vehicle, uh, off the wheels rather, and then put it on a permanent foundation. The, the foundations for mobile homes are very different than the foundations for stick-built homes. And by the way, stick-built homes, if you're not familiar with that terminology, that is the terminology we use for normal homes that are framed with lumber and that are uh, then built from the outside in like that on, typically, uh, like 99% of the time on-site. Mobile homes are built off-site and then uh, assembled on-site. Um, and so you'll hear me, hear, hear me, my gosh, you can tell it's Monday uh, when I'm recording this. I can't even talk. You will hear me refer to stick-built homes. That is traditionally the terminology we use to refer to a home that is built on-site versus a modular or mobile home that is built off-site, then transported, and then reassembled on-site. All right? So to put a mobile home on land, you have to put it on that permanent foundation. And then there are some extra requirements that must be fulfilled if you want to finance the mobile home itself or sell it to someone that needs financing. And there's a lot. I'm not going to get into all the weeds with, with all that goes into this. An engineer has to look at it, all that kind of stuff. But one of the primary things that needs to happen is the mobile home has to be detitled. Okay? What that means is that uh, all uh, these various steps have to be taken in order for the DMV to declassify the home as a motor vehicle and it removes that motor vehicle title from the mobile home. Until that's done, uh, from a tax and a lender uh, financer standpoint, the home is still considered a motor vehicle. Once it is detitled, uh, and at that point, it is now permanently affixed to land, then it is considered a real estate improvement. Um, and usually what happens at that point is then property tax records for that land get adjusted so that that land is no longer uh, deemed vacant land, but it's given a different type of use, such as perhaps mobile home on land. That really depends on uh, what county you're in and uh, what the zoning codes are used and whatnot. Not going to get into all the weeds on that. Um, but the point is that at that point, now it's considered a part of the land. It is considered actual real estate at that point. Um, However, because mobile homes are not built with as high-quality materials as traditional stick-built homes, and because they start their lives as vehicles, people frequently state that they lose value over the years. Now, I've already alluded to the fact that mobile homes don't have the same wear and tear as other vehicles. And, that, and that's a very important consideration when you're using the car logic to apply to mobile homes. You have to be careful. They are not cars, right? They might start as motor vehicles, but they are not cars. That is a very important distinction. Um, and if you're going to make the argument that they depreciate in value, you have to at least account for the fact that they don't appreciate in value 
or depreciate in value rather at the same rate as a car, as a normal vehicle that has an engine and a transmission, all these other things that are getting wear and tear that are basically causing the the slow death of the vehicle, right? Um, I have seen some very old mobile homes that have been kept up with. Um, you Obviously, you can see some old vehicles that have been kept up with, but it, it's only after they have had new transmissions, new engines, all these different things um, that that have to, to happen in order to keep an old car running. To keep an old mobile home upright and functioning as a roof over someone's head, um, you have to do a lot of the same things that just normal homeowners have to do for a normal stick-built home. Um, all that to said, there is um, a more important consideration when you're talking about the the mobile home depreciation myth, which I'm going to call it, uh, because I, I don't like the idea uh, that I've heard from some people that are, you know, mobile homes, they, they just go down in value. Um, it, it is not completely factual. It's, it's more myth than fact. And, and this is why. Uh, a mobile home that's on a permanent foundation and is, a, is detitled and is now considered a part of the land, uh, that land does appreciate in value. Not only that, but land with a livable structure on it including a mobile home, appreciates in value at a more rapid pace than vacant land. So here is the way to think about it. A mobile home by itself, right? Just a strict mobile home. And I see this sometimes. I see occasionally people will just, they're selling a mobile home. It's not attached to any land. Or maybe it is attached to land, but they need to to get it to go. You know, they're wanting to develop the land. Uh, They're wanting to put a stick belt home on it, whatever the case may be. Just a plain old mobile home by itself without any land, you can expect that to depreciate in value. That is where the myth is factual. The mobile home by itself does technically not appreciate in value. And I think you can make a good argument that that it does depreciate in value in that instance. Um. Now, what about vacant land? There's no structure at all on it. Vacant land does appreciate in value, but it does so slowly. Vacant land does not appreciate in value as quickly as land that has a livable structure on it. Land with a mobile home on it. And and by the way, when I'm saying land, I'm not specifically meaning any size or I'm not saying that it needs to be acres and acres of land. Could just be a lot, but I'm loosely referring to it as land. Land with a mobile home on it will go up in value at a quicker pace than vacant land because it has more utility than vacant land. Vacant land um, obviously has flexibility. You can use it in a lot of different ways, but there has to be improvements made to the land in order to get there. Whereas land that has a mobile home on it, it already has Improvements made. It already has some source of water and sewer. It already has a place where somebody can live. It has more utility. And having a house, whether it's a mobile home or a stick-built house, that's one of the highest and best uses of real estate. So that increases the value of the land. 
even if the mobile home itself doesn't necessarily increase in value, the land that it's on now increases in value at a quicker pace than vacant land does. And so you can make the argument. It might not be a precise argument. And, and you know, I know that people would, would fight with me over it, so I'm not making this argument. But you could make the argument that because of the mobile home's value that it adds to the land, that the mobile home actually does appreciate in value when it is detitled and affixed to land. Uh, that is a little bit in the weeds uh, in terms of, you know, splitting hairs on on what's going up and what's going down in value. But that's just something to keep in mind. And that's why I think that there are a lot of myths that go around with regard to mobile homes and what happens with their value. Now, of course, we know that land that has a normal stick belt house on it, um, that's going to appreciate in value at a faster pace than land that has a permanent foundation mobile home on it that's detitled. We we know that. I'm not making the argument that mobile homes appreciate at the same rate as stick-built homes. No. that We know that that's not true for the reasons I've already articulated. They are not as well-built as stick-built homes. We all know that. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're buying a mobile home on land today for let's just say $100,000. Should you expect it a few years from now to be $90,000? No, you shouldn't expect that. Is it possible? It's always possible. The economy could crash tomorrow and everyone's real estate uh, goes down in value, stick belt or not. But at the current pace of real estate in the upstate, generally speaking, we see mobile homes going up in value. Now, I've already said that mobile home parks are a whole nother animal. Um, I've seen, and this is crazy, but I have seen mobile home parks sell for roughly the same price as a single detitled mobile home. And that is due to lending works uh, because mobile home parks are a much riskier asset for a lender. For, for someone to give financing on a mobile home park, that's much riskier than simply a lender lending on a single mobile home that someone is going to owner-occupy. People that are owner-occupying their homes tend to be more invested in their, their homes than an absentee landlord or landlady that has a mobile home park uh, w- that you know where they're just letting the mobile homes go into uh, disrepair or what have you. Um, so... It's, it's quite challenging to get financing on mobile home parks. Oftentimes, lenders are, are really disregarding the mobile homes entirely on those parks and simply looking at the land and what type of value the land has to uh, the potential owner. Um, this is not about, again, this is not about mobile home parks. I just wanted to clarify that because when we're talking about detitling a mobile home, putting it on a permanent foundation, all of that. Um, in terms of the appreciation, it's a lot different if it's a single mobile home for an owner-occupant versus a mobile home parks. Mobile home parks do not appreciate in value very much. And, and that's an important thing to consider. And that's primarily because of the difficulty to get financing on them. It is not very difficult to get financing on a single mobile home that you're planning to own or occupy. Not every lender 
will finance that. Uh, but there are plenty of lenders out there that will do that. And that's something that I'm currently helping uh, some clients of mine that are purchasing a mobile home to live in, currently helping some of them with that. We had to use a different lender uh, for that than they were originally pre-approved for because the original lender couldn't do it. Now, um, are there examples, right? This is we, we talk a lot about data in this podcast. And so far, I've primarily just given you theoretical ideas. Is there actual data of detitled mobile homes appreciating in value due to the appreciation of the land that, that the home is on? Absolutely. There are tons of examples, and I could give you tons of examples. Now, that would be kind of, kind of boring. I'm not just going to sit here and just rattle off a bunch of examples, but I will give you one. And this is one that I sent to a client of mine when I was trying to explain this idea recently. Um, and it's in Woodruff, South Carolina. And, and a lot of these mobile homes, they are in the more uh, rural parts of, of our upstate of South Carolina. Woodruff is one of those areas that is, tends to be a little bit more rural. Um, and so you can look this up. 412 uh, Bushy, not Brushy, Bushy Creek Road. I, I hope that's right. Usually it would be Bush, Brushy Creek Road. Actually, you know what? I'm going to look that up. Uh, no, it is Bushy Creek. Wow. Uh, 412 Bushy Creek Road in Woodruff, South Carolina, um, has sold three times over the past eight years. And what's interesting, from what I can see, during that time, there haven't really been substantial updates made to it. It's not like this was purchased as a fixer-upper years ago and then was rehabbed, and we can see, you know, increases in value. Um, So this is a good comp for what a mobile home can do over the years. Now, this is a mobile home. It's on about an acre of land, uh, and so that's an important detail. Obviously, because the land disproportionately uh, is assisting in the value of the mobile home, how much land it's on makes a big difference. If you have a mobile home on just you know, 0.15 acres, it's not going to appreciate in value as much as a mobile home on one acre. That is also true of stick-built homes as well. So that might be uh, not as important of a distinction as it might originally appear, but that's just something to keep in mind. 412 Bushy Creek Road in Woodruff, South Carolina, in 2014 sold for $68,000. Okay. Um, I've been in real estate not quite that long, uh, about six and a half years at this point, um, but that makes sense. I have seen uh, back when I first started mobile home selling for around that price that, that were in good condition. Not anymore. Um, and this is reflected in what happened the next time it sold. In 2020, it sold for $106,000. Um, so it went up uh, almost $40,000 between 2014 and 2020. But guess what? That was in early 2020. That was literally, it closed in uh, on March 23rd, 2020. And we all know what happened in March of 2020, <laughs> right? Um, and that was when in the real estate world, things got absolutely nutty. And so it sold one more time. It sold this year in 2022 for $190,000, a property that just two years ago sold for $106,000. So it went up over the course of eight years. It increased in value 280%, which is really, really phenomenal. 
And again, that's not due to, from what I can see, any major improvements that were made. It was just the home went up in value. And the reason uh, it went up so much in value is the same reason that everything has gone up, has appreciated so much in, in the past couple of years. It's just supply and demand. And 190000 is still much cheaper than you can get a stick-built live-in ready uh, home on an acre for in Woodruff, South Carolina. Again, we've talked about this before. The average right now in the upstate, the, or the really more specifically, the median right now in the upstate is about $300,000 for a house. So to get a house, mobile home or not, for $190,000 is a really good price in comparison to what else is available. Now, obviously, if that were a stick-built house, all of those numbers would be higher. Right, it wouldn't have sold for sixty-eight thousand in two thousand fourteen. It would have been more. Two thousand twenty, it would have been well north of one hundred six thousand, and in two thousand twenty-two, it would have been well north of one hundred ninety thousand. It probably would have been, like I said, closer to that three hundred thousand dollar range. So I'm not arguing that mobile homes appreciate at the same rate as stick-built homes, but the myth that mobile homes simply do not grow in value or that they potentially even go down in value, um, that is more myth than fact. You have to take a lot of other things into consideration when thinking about what mobile homes do from a value perspective. The land and other aspects of what are happening in the broader economy and in the broader housing market, those things ultimately determine more then the, the status of it being a mobile home, those things determine what happens from an appreciation standpoint. And those are the same dynamics at play that determine what happens with stick-built homes from an appreciation standpoint. So for my purposes, if I were in the market looking to purchase a mobile home to live in, I would not personally think of it from the standpoint, okay, this is a depreciating asset. I would personally approach it from the standpoint of, Barring something unexpected in the economy that would have a ripple effect on the entire housing market here in the upstate, I would operate under the loose assumption it's going to continue to go up in value because that's what we're seeing. I gave you one example. I could give you a bunch of other examples, but we're not going to do that because I think you guys get the point. And I hope that you have a little bit better understanding of mobile homes and what happens from the standpoint of their value throughout uh, the years that they are bought and sold. That is it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys will subscribe to the show if you haven't already, that you'll leave a five-star rating, that you'll just type up a quick little review on whatever podcast app you're using. Um, and as always, my contact information is in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any reason. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy the nice weather, and we'll talk again next time.